0: If you do any type of strategic planning or program development or if you even run a program like you are staff in a program, you need to have KPIs which are key performance indicators. These are basically goals that tell you if you are doing what you said you were trying to do. They're goals that will help you know. If you are being successful and we all need these like just as humans as people, we should have KPIs that we are working towards because it helps us know if we're on track, if we're being successful, how do I know if I'm doing good at my job? If I have accomplished my goals, so goal setting is good, KPIs are great, but KPIs in a nonprofit are essential because you are working towards a public good, a mission a mission for some public good and you need to be able to measure whether or not your programs and activities are actually accomplishing or working towards that mission. So you need to develop KPIs that are going to let you know they are key performance indicators. They're indicators of whether or not you are being successful to accomplishing your mission. So you need to have every year. You need to have new KPIs, new goals, and you need to really sit down and think about what are the key indicators that mean we are successful for accomplishing our mission. And then you can report those out how well you did. And if you're not doing well, it's fine because you just need to learn from that and go, oh, how did we miss the mark? Maybe you made the goal too high. Maybe external factors came in but they're a way to learn and readjust and know exactly where you're at in your progress towards your mission, right? Okay, so I am going to walk you through exactly how to develop not just any old goals, but metrics that matter for your nonprofit so that you can be confident that you are making progress towards your mission. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 28 of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve others by offering you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture those roots to harvest the fruits of all your hard work and dedication to your unique cause. I am Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about metrics that matter and building those KPIs. So you know how much I love working meetings. So if you would like, you can go grab a worksheet that I created for you that is actually going to help you build your KPIs right now. Like let's do it together as I'm talking so that you can leave this session and actually have checked something off your to-do list. So go grab that. That's at Cthulhu.com slash metrics, Cthulhu.com slash metrics. Meet me back here and let's work through it. Okay. So the first thing that you're going to want to do to develop metrics that matter. And what I suggest is take this worksheet and, uh, apply it to each one of your programs. Like it's great to do KPIs for your overall organization and you should have some headline measures that all your other KPIs boil up to, but I think it's really important to get as granular as each one of your programs. So if you have three different programs, do one for each one because it'll, it, it'll really help you track how each one of those programs is helping you achieve your overall missions. So let's, Go with that and think of your first program that you want to do these on. And the first thing, what am I going to tell you? What do I always tell you? We have to start with a goal. Okay. So what is the whole purpose of this thing? Every time we do a worksheet, every time I come with strategic planning or new things for you guys, I'm always talking about like what center ourselves on the purpose. Like what was this whole thing even for? What is the desired result? that you want your program to achieve. What's the mission statement for your program? So not necessarily your your organization, but what is the goal of your program? Are you developing this in a certain population to achieve a certain thing? Are you equipping a certain population with training or something so that they can go on and get jobs? Um, Are you catalyzing research to cure something? Okay, so just what is the overarching goal? And the reason you want to really work towards what's your desired results. If you're trying to build life skills in foster and adopted youth for healthy transitions into adulthood, how do you measure if you are developing life skills? How do you measure if they are making healthy transitions into adulthood? How do you measure these things? Okay. If you are offering support to people going through, um, mental health crisis, then you need to be able to measure the support you offer. And you need to measure what that does for the community. So start with your goal. What does your program do? What is the actual desired result of it? The first metric that you're going to develop, the first KPI is going to be a how much KPI. So this is the easy one. And let me tell you, I have created a lot of strategic plans with people. And when I look back at their previous KPIs, almost all of the KPIs are only how much is how many people are going to attend? How many people are going to enroll? How many dollars are they going to, how many, how many, how much, How much? Okay. And they think growth over time is just how many more people you serve, but as a donor or just as anyone in the community and you're telling me about how much, how much, how much, how much, it's kind of nice, but I don't really care that you serve a whole bunch of people. If you don't do that much for them, meaning they aren't better off because of you. So you really need to show me that not just that you serve a whole bunch of people or you do a whole bunch of things, but that those are actually fruitful and that they matter. So, How much do you offer? This can be how many sessions, the number of participants, the number of registrants, numbers of dollars, numbers of uh, people that attended something, number of support calls that you actually picked up. That one's easy. That one should be pretty easy for you. So write out in what I want you to do is in the worksheet, write out several indicators that you could do because we can go through after and really um, help you identify which are the three to five that you're going to keep. So write down all of it. You know, it could be how many, um, attendees, uh, how many kids are in the program, how many strategic partners you have, like anything that could be an indicator su- to success of the goal that you wrote up. Then the next one is how well you need a measure that measures your performance, how well you actually provide the service. This is just really helpful to make sure that your program is being delivered in the structured fashion that you created it to be delivered. So this is a really, this is kind of an internal metric, but it's really important because if you have a quality standard, which you should because you're working towards a mission with donor dollars, um, you're going to track how well you do things. If you're talking about your how much was how many people registered for something, then your how uh, well could be how many people actually attended in live. If your um, how much was how many people joined your training session, your how well could be the percent of those that actually completed it. If you're going to do support calls, the number of support calls that uh, you answer, the percentage of many got answered in a certain amount of time so your response time that could be your how well usually your how well is done in a percent if you have a mentorship program it might be percent of repeat mentors if you have a program where you have different sessions and the mentors are supposed to do activity logs at the end this could be number of sessions and then the how well could be percent of sessions that had an activity log done It's just a measure of how well we are delivering the service. So anything that you can think of that's like this is how much, but really how well was it done? How many people actually completed it? How many people showed up on time? What's the percentage of our response rate being over 20 uh, being within 24 hours? Think of a how well measure that measures your performance and it should be a percent of the overall number. The big one. The big metric that nobody defines well, a lot of people don't define well. And this is like the key, the golden key. And if you can grab this metric and track it and share it out, everybody will start understanding why you do what you do and how effective you are. So it's, is anybody better off? Is anyone better off because of your services? And these ones are the fun ones and they take a little bit more tracking. They're a little bit harder to get. So if you had a program that you had number of students enrolled in your GED program, your how well was percent of students that actually completed and you're better off is percent that actually got a job or percent that went on to college. So. Now it's like who's better off because of your program? Well, a hundred people enrolled, of that, 86% completed, and of that, of the number enrolled, 52% actually got more jobs or actually went on to college. So that's now this is big. Now I know how effective your program is, okay? If you had life skill development, so you have the a number of kids that are enrolled in your program that are developing life skills and you have the num the percent of activity logs that have been filled out as your how well and then you're better off Will be percent of children that actually had an increase in life skills Okay, so now you're saying like how do I measure that right because percent of if, is anybody better off can get a little bit difficult How are you supposed to know who got jobs? How are you supposed to know who went on to college? How are you supposed to know which kids? um increase their life skills. The way to do this easy on site, like an immediate percentage of people who gain skills or knowledge or confidence or whatever is doing a pre and post test. So start and do a pretest asking them about their skills in knowledge or whatever. And then at the end, do the exact same test and you can compare if their skills and knowledge is better. And then you can say whatever percentage of those people had, Better scores in the post test, you can say people that go through a program have better scores. You know, 86% of people that go through a program have better scores at the end. If you need to do like jobs, like you wanna do real life, did they go to college, did they get better jobs, then you need to build in ways to collect that. Okay, so build in ways to collect that. Do a post follow up, so a survey, but don't just send a survey and think somebody's going to give you information. Tell them that for every job that they get, they get a, you know, an incentive if they let you know. Um, we would like to, you know, give you a $50 Amazon gift card if you let us know about your employment. Hey, we would like to have a structured interview with you in a structured interview just means that you do an interview that follows a structured protocol. So maybe you call everyone in your program and you ask them the same four or five questions, but you're. Learning, did they get jobs? How has their life been? Like it's way more than just collecting this KPI because you're learning about like, maybe there were barriers that you didn't know about that your program should be addressing. Like, yeah, they, uh, the, they were able to apply for a bunch of jobs, but they didn't have the transportation or whatever the barriers are that they come up with in the structured interview. You might next during your next cohort, address those barriers in the last session tell them hey barriers from our last cohort were for this this is how we think that you should attack those barriers or this is how we are addressing those barriers so i love structured interviews talking to people that actually went through having time to hear feedback about your program while also collecting a quantitative number for the percent of graduates that got a job percent of people using resources given during the support call. So let's say you have a number of support calls is 100. The percent of support calls that you responded to within 24 hours is 80. And then you send a survey. Or you just follow up with an email after the support call in a week, because it's your standard. After you send somebody support or answer a support call, it's your standard to follow up in a week anyway. And then you just ask them in an email, Hey, were you able to use any of the resources or the support um, that we gave you? And if they email back, yes, you get to track that in a Google sheet or something. And then you can say of, of those support calls, what percent were actually able to utilize the resources that you gave them? So that is a great, uh, is anybody better off indicator of your overarching goal? Because offering support is nice, but is anybody better off? Well, if they're utilizing the resources that you gave them resources, they would not have had if they didn't come to you for support, then that's huge. Like, that's what I want to know as a donor. Like, it's nice if you talk to people that are having trouble. But if you tell me that people don't just talk to you, they get resources from you and then they go out into the community and they're able to with those resources they're equipped with help themselves more. That's a huge better off. If you're doing a number of registrants to a live event or to a virtual event and um, for that, the better off could be the percent of uh, registrants that actually took one or more action. So the survey question to them or the poll question that you're doing during the event could be how many of you agree to take one or more action after today's talk. And then in three months or six months or whenever, when you follow up with them, you ask them And the best way to do this would be, you said that you would take this action. We're just following up to see if you did that. And if you weren't able to, why not? And then you can understand what percent of people actually took one or more action because of something that you called them to do. Okay. So that is how much, how well is anybody better off? What I want you to do is take each one of your programs and list out all of these. So you could do all these, how much is you could have several how wells with like somebody that does sessions or teaches trainings that could be how many started on time, the percent that started on time, the percent that um, quizzes were taken, the percent that activity logs were done. So you could have all of these, right, a whole bunch and you, a lot of people start getting excited about this and they're like, we're going to track everything, but all of these things need a process to be tracked. So what I then want you to do once you've created your exhaustive list of all the possible indicators out under how much, how well, and is anybody better off? I want you to choose ones that, um, have a process or can have an easy implementable process. So if you're like, Oh yeah, we need to be calling all of our attendees and seeing how many people took one or more action. If it's not feasible, if it's like, there's no way for us to call all these people. First of all, we don't collect their phone number. Okay? So you need to think through these things. Do you collect their email address and name it to a live event? I hope you do. It's a great opportunity, especially if you guys are giving a free information session, at least collect their name and email, build your email list start owning some of that data but if it's not feasible for you to make a phone call to somebody you don't have a phone number with then saying that you're going to call them and uh, figure out if they took one or more action is isn't going to work also for kids that like maybe are going through a GED program you might find out that calling them six months later like they often are transient don't keep the same phone hard to track them down if that's the case then you need to figure out ways Um, in which either you can get the data or choose a metric that you just simply can get data for, because it doesn't matter if you say that you're going to start tracking how many people get jobs and if you just cannot get your hands on the data, you just can't access the people. It's something for you to figure out how you can do that because you really need to be tracking the data. But if you can't, if you can't get a hold of that data, then choose another indicator. The pre and post test and the percentage of people that actually graduate are great if anybody better off because you're collecting that data right there. As soon as their last session hits, you're asking for a post test. As soon as their last GED thing uh, class happens, they are getting earning their GED or they're not, and you'll have that data. So those ones are really good and easy to collect. And then you just need to know how are you collecting that data? Is it, uh, you know, go granular, like, is it a spreadsheet? Think about it, who's doing it? That's the biggest thing is like, oh, we'll just create these things and then like staff doesn't know that they need to track it. So who's collecting it? How are they collecting it? How are you reporting it? When are you reviewing it? You should get together and review all of this data to see, did we hit it? Did we not hit it? What do we need to change? What did we learn? and make an action plan moving forward. These are not KPIs so that you can check boxes and go to the board and say, I did the thing. They're like, let's maximize these. What did we learn? What do we want to do next time? You know, what was good? What was bad? What can we share with our community? What can we use for a marketing campaign? Like these, this is the crux of what you're doing and your success. So share it out, use it, maximize it, optimize it. Anything that you can create a process for to track easily. Those are the indicators I want you to go through. So just go through all the indicators you listed out and highlight the ones that you think that you either have a current process for or could create a process pretty easily. You can highlight in a different color, the ones that you would really like to track, like figuring out if they do have jobs six months later or whatever, but maybe you don't have the process right now. So highlight that in a different color to know that You want to start developing a process for that maybe next year. You'll have that as an actual KPI. Maybe you're going to try it this year, but you're not going to lean on it as your key performance indicator because you're just not sure if you have the data or not. And then once you're down to the ones that you, you can, you think you can collect some data on, still want you to weed this down to three to five. So maybe there's, you know, two, how much is, uh, two, how wells and one is anybody better offer the ones that you really feel like mean a lot, to weed this down, what are the highest indicators of success? What ones mean the most? So if I say percent of activity logs done and nobody knows what that means except for internal people, then maybe that's not the best one. But if I say percent of support calls responded to within 24 hours, I think that that communicates to everyone. If I am a support nonprofit and on my website, it says we get 10,000 calls each year and 92% are answered within, within 24 hours. I'm like, man, that must take a lot of manpower to get that response time done. And I feel like you're totally legit because you're even tracking that. Okay, so just the how much and the how well right there is like that sounds awesome to me as a donor as a stakeholder as a community member. Okay, so that speaks to me a lot more than how many contacts another how well might be percent of those support call contacts that were entered into your client relation management system. That's a great internal measure to make sure especially if you're trying to adopt a new CRM or something. It's a good internal measure to make sure that people are actually entering these calls into the system, but your headline one might be response time and guess what response time trumps the one that is entering it into a CRM because guess how you're collecting response time by entering it into the CRM. So. If one piece of data can trump another piece of data because to get this data, you're going to have to do this data anyway, just lean on the fact that the percent of response time, percent of calls responded to within 24 hours, if the way you're collecting that data is by entering it into your CRM and doing a dropdown that says responded within this time or tracking that some way in your CRM, then you don't need to have a how well measure of percent that are entered into the CRM. That is how you choose the three to five metrics that are going to be your headline metrics, which ones are easy to get data for, and then which ones are the highest indicators for success. If you have not grabbed it already, go get the worksheet. It actually lists a whole bunch of examples that you can use and helps you list these all out and gets them right. Do this with your team. Give the worksheet to the whole team and say, give it to your board. Give this to your board and say, what speaks the most to you? What indicators do you think speaks the most to our mission? Do one of these for each one of your programs and then do one for your overall organization. So you can get that at katulo.com slash metrics. I hope this was helpful. Make sure to comment down below. I would love to see your how one of your how much. How well is anybody better off metric? I would love to see it and I'm sure other people would love the examples as well. Thank you so much for your service to this world. Until next time.